I'm Hilary Seabrook, and for this episode, I'm joined by Timo Volbrecht. Timo is a sax player, a composer, band leader, and scholar, and his band Fly Magic has released their third album, Givers and Takers. What you're listening to right now is Happy Happy from Givers and Takers. I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Timo. Welcome, Timo. Thank you very much for having me, Hilary. So, your latest album is Givers and Takers. Mm-hmm. With your, there is a quartet, isn't it? Fly Magic. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's, it's a, a quartet. quartet. Right. So tell me a little bit about Fly Magic and about how Givers and Takers came about, because it's there's bits of it that are very lockdown, aren't they? Yes. So Fly Magic has existed for quite a while. I'm originally from Germany and I came to the U.S. in 2010. So wow, it's been 12 years already. Um, so once I arrived in New York, because, you know, I, as a jazz musician, which is my my proper training, although I'm very cross genre these days, um, I, I mean, New York was and it still is such a magnet. So I really wanted to go to New York and um, learn, you know, from the greats and, and be in a really cool community on, on a, in a very interesting and uh, creative scene. So that was the big pull. So I came to New York and at some point um, I wanted to form my own band. And this is in, you know, let's say 2011, 2012. Um, and I accrued people that... Um, I really wanted to play with and we started working on music together and our first tour was actually a Central American tour in 2013. We played at the Jazz Festival in Haiti and in Panama and the Dominican Republic. And that really picked up this band. Um, the personnel was a little different, but uh, the big constant was the guitar player and I, the, the guitar player Keisuke Matsuno, who I've had a very, very close artistic relationship with. And, uh, um, he's such an he's such an, a sound artist on the guitar. So um, I've been really it really geared me toward a direction where I'm I'm very aware of sonic possibilities, mixing acoustic and electronic timbres, and and really exploring that whole area. So over the years, um, that was really my path. I was looking for new um, possibilities in terms of of um, composition, songwriting, and um, uh, was you know also through touring um, was always a little uh, had the lineup the lineup changed and and um, morphed into new shapes and forms. Uh, we did two records and then once the pandemic hit, um, inevitably, inevitably I had a lot of time on my hands and uh, started writing again, um, really gearing up for an, for a new record. So most of this music was written during that time. It does not necessarily always have a, a thematic relationship to the pandemic um and uh, you know we're happy things are moving along these days 
Um, but what what was very inspiring to me was the topic of community, because that was something that um, became so apparent and, and so obvious to me how important community, the communal aspect of making music is. And that was really during the lockdowns where we did not have the chance to play with many people. And, um, um, you know, first I was like, oh, I'm excited. I have so much time to, pra to practice. Um, but then I, I very quickly realized that coming together, making music with and for people is really what it's all about, you know. And in, in music school, you learn about harmony, melody, technique, which is all great. Um, you have to. But um, the fact that this really is a sort of praxis, um, it's not really taught so much. And, and it really is the backbone of making music, I think. So um, that's kind of what the, the title Givers and Takers also uh, points at the giving and taking and human interactivity and I uh, put a band together for this um, that really consists of my closest friends you know and it's uh, and what it enables is a lot of trust so there's no or very little ego involved in this record you know everyone's very on this on, on the same page so you there is soloing but you'll, you'll see there's no 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 real dominance of like one person against the other right and that that certainly comes across. And although you're the leader of the band and some of the tracks start with you and uh, they they sort of almost grow out of it, there there is that sense of collaboration. Mm -hmm. which comes I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad to hear that. Yes, that's really... <laughs> That's really the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 really interesting. I mean, it's different, difficult to put it in a subgenre of jazz. It's at times right. it's free, and at times it seems more structured and more. Mm. Um, which is which I love. I love the fact that I'm not going to put you in a box. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, you know, we all listen to so many different musics, and um, I'm a saxophone player. Right. Uh, who who um I, I i'm the director of jazz study so I, I, a lot of people want to put me in this jazz box and and gladly i love jazz but um, we all listen to all these kinds of musics that we that, that you know that we put together really and yeah. mix it and and i really see myself really as a songwriter i don't it's 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 weird because it's without lyrics it's it's instrumental songwriting but all of our tunes are, have a song structure and the the more I progress as a composer, the more I also embrace the idea of melody and harmonic simplicity um, while kind of extending the boundaries of maybe um, sonorities and timbre, if if you will. Yeah. And then, and then one other thing, um, as a saxophone player, I always feel there are two ways of, I mean, there are more than two, but there are two big ways of playing saxophone in a band you either fly above the band or you integrate yourself within the band and i've always been somebody who loved the latter what i find very interesting is the fact that i'm currently starting a new musical project i'm a sax player predominantly baritone sax oh sweet amazing yeah so i'm starting a new project at the moment with a good friend of mine who's a trumpeter mm -hmm. and we're doing that sort of interweaving thing really yeah. nicely and and it just it just feels really good it's not like well i'm the sax player this was my idea so i'm gonna mm. you know i'm gonna do this over here and you do whatever you like over there or you come in when i tell you or whatever it is 
Right. And that's so, it's so nice, isn't it, to be able to do that? Yeah, also, I think it has a little bit to do with range. I mean, you you mentioned you, you play Barry, so you have a low range on your instrument. Yeah. Um, as yeah. a tenor player, um, we're really in the middle, uh, yeah. range-wise. So if you play soprano, it's different. You're automatically on the top, you know, in terms right. of register and, 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 and sound. So I think that's especially like kind of like the low end is where you can really interweave with other instruments. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's, it's so liberating. It's lovely. It's really yeah. Good. I'm going to start this podcast with happy, happy, oh, which I think is, is exactly what you say. It's a song without any lyrics, but you can always interpose your own lyrics. On mm-hmm. it. So when did you compose that? Um, maybe a couple of, uh, a year ago. No, a year and a half ago, maybe. Right. Um, the reason behind it is I have this big affinity for melancholy. So I'm always drawn, <laughs> drawn to these like kind of more warm and, um, kind of minor chords. And, and, uh, you know, I used to listen to Radiohead a lot and, and I've, I'm really into that. And I, I kind of made an effort to, I told myself, Timo, you have to write a happy song. Like all of your songs have have this kind of like um, melancholy, like a tinge of it, you know. So that was my my approach, and um, so it's a little humorous. The, the right. song, on the one hand, um, it does take kind of a dark turn at some point because all these electronic things can't come in, and they kind of they're like these destructive elements, and then it kind of yeah. um, makes its its way out of that again but um the starting point was really about my thought of okay let's let's write a really chipper song why not you well know? absolutely and and sometimes yeah. i think as a musician you need to give yourself a brief yes yes absolutely that you can then adhere to it's a good it's yeah. a good uh discipline i think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 you want to you want to explore new new ways of doing things new paths Absolutely. Right. So in the middle of the podcast, I want to play an extract from Pow, because mm-hmm. that's you wrote that for your son. Is that correct? Yeah, I have a nine month old at this point. And um, I wrote it before he was born. So it was more like an expectation of that. And um, it's a very kind of tender, warm song, um, you know, with that I was definitely inspired by this um, the expectancy of of fatherhood and parenthood right yeah there's nothing like it is there yeah well a little little bit i know how how active he is (laughs) it would have maybe maybe changed the vibe of the tune (laughs) right okay because by now nine months in yeah Yeah. they they have their own personality and they're on the move and yeah, yeah exactly fantastic Mm-hmm. 
So I decided to play you the end of POW. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Now back to our conversation. Right. And I am going to finish with the first movement of Art is Live, mm-hmm. Solidarity. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that, because that the the three movements of that is very much written around the idea of that lockdown and the pandemic. So right. did you write it during the lockdown? Yeah, I, I did write it during the lockdown and I wrote it in 2020. Um, what happened was the when the pandemic hit and the first lockdown started, um, I have two friends here in Brooklyn, Marta Sanchez and Caroline Davis. They were really quick at at setting up a concert series in support of our community. Uh, it was an online series. And, you know, a few months later, a lot of people were doing it. But they, it, this was really early. And I was just, I was, it really made it apparent how much of a, how much solidarity there is within the Brooklyn music community and other music communities as well. And it was something that I thought was really inspiring. I was, you know, they had invited me to to do a solo set there, which I did. Um, I saw a lot of my colleagues and friends who were doing things there. Um, so that was something that I thought was really cool. And and, and the, the three movements all uh, relate to some of the experiences that we, or at least I had during that time. One was this feeling of solidarity juxtaposed with the second movement, which is called solitude, which was, you know, being alone and like confined in your own four walls for a long period of time. And the third um, is called Agency, uh, which uh, at the same time uh, in 2020, the summer of 2020, New York was the had a roaring Black Lives Matter movement. Um, yeah. So this, so there was so much of that happening as well, um, right in front of our door, and. Um, and it kind of it's it's a tribute to that and also to the idea of of art and and music being um, or having the potential of being a force for change, you know, or at least accompanying it. So those three experiences um, are kind of in there. Looking back on it now, you it kind of seems unreal that we mm-hmm. went through that. I can remember talking to I can't remember which artist it was very early on in this podcast. Uh, and I was talking to somebody from New York. Mm-hmm. And at that point, New York had decided that it was just going to shut down. It wasn't going to even try and do anything until the start of 2021. And mm. it was just, you know, they, they'd made, everybody had made that decision. All the theatres were closed, all the venues were closed. That was it. Whereas in London, it was very much a kind of, well, we're closed for the moment, but we'll see where we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I can remember talking to uh, whoever this was, I can't remember who, which which of my guests it was, and saying that seems that seems an awfully long time to have nine, ten months of no live music seems really mm. hard, whereas in London we're looking at, at opening things up as much as we can. And now, looking back on it, you think, well, it went on a lot longer than that. Yeah, yeah. I was on my way when the uh, travel the travel ban uh, between Europe and the US was announced. I was on my way to Europe for a tour. I was on the plane immediately turned around when I when I touched down. But um, right. I I did have this idea. It's like, oh, it's a month. I, I might yeah. just you know spend it in yeah. Europe and and then come back. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little, little did, we, did we know? 
Um, oh, yeah, but you know, the the just maybe one thing to add: the record was recorded um, toward the end of our first tour after this. So the vibe uh, that we had, at least within the band, was really this: oh man, we're on the road again. You know, after such a long time of being locked down, um, a lot of the pieces we we rehearsed very little, almost none. I think once we did rehearse wow. uh, we really uh, developed this music on the road so each night it sounded completely different and the audience actually has a big part in the shape of of these these tunes because you know you, you make music for people and you feel the vibe and you talk to them afterwards so it was uh in, in a way the audience was part of the shaping of of this musical material in a way so uh, and and we were just so happy about being able to play again so I, I i hope that that is conveyed on on the record because that was really what we were feeling at that time yeah i think so and i think there's a lot of um marking those moments in time and i think that especially that the the three movements of art is live solidarity solitude and then agency i think those three are three words are the words that I'd like to remember from mm. from the lockdown because yeah. there was a sense of solidarity, but there was also that solitude. Yeah, and I think the fact that Black Lives Matter came at the same time came out of the pandemic, I think, was really quite spectacular because I think it allowed people time to really think about how dreadful the situation was that many people, many many people, had experienced in terms of brutality mm. because of the color of their skin whoever it was mm. from whoever that brutality yeah. wherever that brutality came from right. and the fact that we all suddenly had a bit of time we weren't having to we couldn't think about other things yeah. there was nothing else to do i think that's right. it's quite an interesting true, true. anyway so mm. what does the future hold what does the future hold well do you tell me i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but aside from not knowing, uh, there are a lot of plans in the works. We are being on tour. We're going on a tour in late April, early May in Europe. Uh, we have some gigs coming up in the States as well. We're playing January 20th. We're playing at the Owl Music Parlor in, in Brooklyn. Um, there's some other things that are being booked right now. But yeah, the thing that I'm looking forward to is our tour in Europe in, the, in late April, early May. Brilliant. Yeah. You're coming to London? Uh, I hope so. We are we we're still booking it. Um, we right. do have a gig in Belfast, so it's okay. not so far. So <laughs> let's see. It's it's not that far. It's a yeah. it's a very short plane ride. So yeah, exactly. Very short. Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's the closest, I think I might that might be a trip to Belfast because I'd love Fantastic. to see I'd love to see this quartet live. It really would. Yeah, Is it please be come. Yeah, is it going to be the same musicians so, as on yeah, the album? Same musicians, same lineup. Yeah, great. Yeah. Great. So yeah. One, one thing that's that, that, that interesting and, and it was um, uh, a conscious decision was to play without a bassist. We have yeah. a, a keyboard player who's playing his left hand is playing synthesizer bass and his right hand is operating piano and keys. Right. Um, so that's something that is just uh, was super fun to to experiment with. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I used to play in a pop band that for a while didn't have a bass player, had used a bass synth, certainly oh, cool. in recordings. And that, and I think that's, I think it is quite an interesting concept, but it's very different. If you think about bass synth, you think about bass guitar and you think about 
string bass, double bass. Mm-hmm. They're all so different. Yeah. They give such a different vibe. And and then I don't think this album is the first thing you think is, oh, there's no bass player. True. So, yeah. And even yeah. the first the first piece actually does have bass. The first piece is just a piano. Um, the piece power. And I don't think you miss it. It's so airy. So it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me, Timo. It's been an honor yeah, to see you. Absolutely. Um, likewise. Let's be in yeah. touch. I hope to see yeah. you. Well, I, I hope you'll we'll come to London, but if not, maybe Belfast. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Timo Volbrecht. So this is Givers and Takers, and this is the first movement of Artists Live. This is Solidarity, which Timo and I discussed. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World, and please do share what you're good at. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.